We had a, a fun drive. We came close. We came close. We came close. Howard, didn't we come close? Howard, didn't we come close? Very close. Hey, but folks, and, and but you know what? That doesn't mean it has to end that way. Even though we now we're out of fun drive mode, we are into full programming where you can call us at 713-526-5738 to be on air. This is about being on air now, folks. 713-526-5738. And of course, hit two to get on air. We are going to have a ball today. We have as our guest uh, today, Beto O'Rourke, the, the government, the, rather, what? Hear me, government. The Democratic candidate for governor of Texas. We had a great interview. Uh, this man is on the run. He's in Missouri City one hour. He's in Corpus Christi the next. He's in Tarrant County the next. Travis County the next. I've not seen a campaigner like this guy. So yesterday, yesterday as I was out there um, watching the news, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get him on right now. But before I get Beto on, I want to tell you guys a little story. Yesterday I was watching the news. And I just kept hearing negative things about Democratic senators and Democratic governors, et cetera. And, you know, I'm sort of apt to polls, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I'm watching how these guys are campaigning on actual issues while the other guys are doing all kind of gimmicks, right? So I called up the O'Rourke campaign and I said, hey, guys, I need to have this guy on my show today. And that was that was at Evernorth Health Services. We believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Yesterday, of course, and I, I knew I wasn't going to get him into the studio because he's all over the place. So I said, I need to get this guy on the show today. So they, they call uh, one of the ladies gave me to his communication director and from the communication director is a guy from uh, San Diego called me up and say, hey, I don't know if we can get him, but we're going to try because he's all over the place. I said, look. I will take him in the car if necessary, but I want this interview today. And they said, okay, Egberto, all right, uh, we are going to set you up for either 315 or 515. 315 comes, they said, uh, well, you know, he's still, in the, he's still in Missouri City doing his thing, and I don't know if we're going to get it, but I tell you what, we'll get him for sure at 515. And let me tell you how exact this guy is. I put that, I put my Zoom up ready for him, at 5.10. At 5.15 on the dot, he was in the car heading to Corpus Christi. Egberto, I'm here. And we had a great interview. So what I'm going to do is to start the program, I'm going to say, guys, go vote. But before I say go vote, our wonderful, great engineer, manager in this studio, like manager of, of equipment in this studio, El Senor Howard. Why are you going to do that down arrow? You know how much respect I have for the, the amount that, for you keeping this place running, Howard. So you're going to get all these kudos from me. And likewise, Tori in the studios answering the telephones. Let's go ahead and get started with the O'Rourke interview. Welcome to Politics Done Right. This is Egberto Willis, your host. And who are we with? Beto O'Rourke on the move. Senor O'Rourke, how are you doing today, sir? Doing great. We're just leaving Missouri City out here in Fort Bend after having spent the last two days in Houston. And we're headed down to Corpus Christi right now. 
Well, oh, wow, you have a long drive ahead of you. Well, you know what, man? Uh, Harris County, I think you're expecting to come through for you. Tell us why exactly folks in Harris County need to get out there and vote. What is it that Beto O'Rourke is bringing to the table that we know the current governor is just failing at? You, you said the right word, eight years, and all we have is failure from Greg Abbott. We lead the nation in school shootings, gun violence, the leading cause of death for children and teenagers, the most extreme abortion ban in America occurring at the epicenter of a maternal mortality crisis that's three times as deadly for black women in the most overly incarcerated country on the planet. We're the most overly incarcerated state within it. And you add to all that, that the grid, which failed us in February of 21, is still not fixed and ready for this next winter. So the change that we need could not be more urgent. And the opportunity is literally right now. Polls close, I believe, at seven at many of these early voting locations throughout Texas. And then they're going to reopen tomorrow, Monday through November 4th. And then, of course, Election Day, November 8th. We do that. We vote. We turn out our friends and family members and those who are the targets of voter suppression and voter intimidation. Not only do we stop these bad things, but we do invest in the big things that bring us together. Public education, expanding Medicaid so that you can see a doctor, uh, legalizing marijuana so we stop incarcerating people for possession of a substance that's already legal in most of the rest of the country today, and then prioritizing the lives of our kids over the interests of the NRA. These are the great things we are going to do together when we win. Now, Beto, there's one important thing I think people have to realize. What Many people look at the polls and they're, they, they get scared about the polls. Nobody knows what a likely voter poll means today. And because they don't know what a likely voter polls, many times it intimidates them when they see the polls. What can you tell folks to say, go out and vote? You become the actual poll. Don't depend on what somebody else is writing, but you become that poll that's going to be effective on the day of that election. Yeah, I love the way that you put it. Um, you know, I was talking to Cecile Richards, whose mother, Ann Richards, yes. was the last Democrat elected to governor. Happened in 1990, 32 years ago. And she said that not for a day were they ahead in the polls. They, they were counted out. They were behind by the pundits and the pollsters and the prognosticators every single day of that race until they won. And, you know, as they say, the, the only poll that matters is the one that we take on Election Day. And there are so many efforts underway in Texas to keep us from voting. You know, the voter ID laws, the racial gerrymandering, the one ballot drop off box per county, the poll watchers whose intimidation has been legalized in the state of Texas. After the last legislative session, we cannot add to that this idea that pollsters somehow are going to predict the outcome of these elections, especially after 2016. No pollster with a straight face can say that they can accurately predict the outcome of one of these races. And in a state with the most extreme abortion ban in the country, with so many other failures under Greg Abbott, I, I think there are a lot of people, one, who, who typically vote and will continue to vote, but this time they're going to be voting for change. And two, who have not voted in previous elections, but are going to be galvanized by the attacks on their rights, their freedoms, and their very lives in the state. 
Now, interestingly, Beto, it passed this prologue. What it turns out to be is that back in Kansas, if you remember, the vote for that particular bill was a point or so behind. It turned out winning by 19 points. So uh, given when you have extenuating circumstances like we have today, nobody can have any kind of faith in a poll. And you say? I say you're right. You look at Kansas, you look at the two special elections in New York, the special in Alaska, another in Minnesota. Democratic candidates in each of those outperformed the last poll taken by an average of nine points. This year is almost ahistorical. It it essentially rhymes with five other midterm elections over the last hundred years. FDR coming out of the Great Depression, JFK after the Cuban Missile Crisis, Bill Clinton after the impeachment overreach, and George W. after 9-11. Those four presidents during a midterm, their party did better than expected. One, not lost seats. One, not lost governorships. This is going to be the fifth special year over those last hundred years because of the Dobbs decision, the extreme abortion ban, and just the life or death fight for democracy that's taking place in our country, nowhere more so than the state of Texas right now. It is important that people actually go out there and vote. They cannot listen to the, the naysayers that are attempting to really clamp down on the vote. Uh, uh, could you give our, our audience a, a closing moment here, a closing statement, so that uh, we can get you to go ahead and rest your voice? I know you have a hell of a day that continues in front of you. Well, listen, there, there are so many people doing so much across the state of Texas right now to make sure that we come through at this defining moment of truth. We're given, all of us, we're given a lot of people a lot of hope. You got to make sure it's not a false hope. You got to make sure that we come through at the end of the day. Uh, so many people, including our kids, who don't get a vote, nor do they have a voice in this election, but through the actions that we take are counting on us. And if we think about all the service, the sacrifice, the struggle that has made this moment possible, heroes in civil and voting rights who ensured that we have access to the ballot box. We cannot squander that inheritance. We absolutely have to come through. So um, we got to count on everyone in our lives, our friends, our family, our neighbors, classmates, colleagues. Make sure that we vote. Early voting extends through the 4th of November. Election day is November 8th. Please go out and vote. Keep the faith. Keep up the fight. And let's go win. Beto O'Rourke, candidate for Texas governor, Democratic candidate for Texas governor. Good luck. Keep keep the faith. Thank you so kindly. Absolutely. Good to be with you. Hey, folks, I hope you enjoyed that. 713-526-5738. Let's talk about voting. Let's talk about the governor. Let's talk about Bolsonaro losing and not yet conceding playing, trying to play a Trump role in Brazil. So give us a call. 713-526-5738. One more time. That is 713-526-KPFT. And now it's we're no longer in fun drive. So you can call. You can call and be on air right away. Just hit that number two when you call in and uh, Tori will take your call and patch you right into being on air live. 713-526-5738. Let me remove my host hat for a minute here because here's what I want to tell you guys. I actually am biased towards um, Beto. I, I, I look at Beto's campaign as the, the those who object to his campaign, uh, the, the type of ads that were run as one of the most vile. And let me explain the reason why. And this is an objective opinion here. 
Uh, the guy grew up always as Beto O'Rourke. It's amazing because, you know, if you live in South Texas, it is very normal for folks to give you some sort of a Latino name. Beto, my, by the way, I'm, I'm from Panama, Latino. Egberto, Beto is one of the, Berto or Beto is one of the uh, name they give you. Whether you're Robert, Egbert, Gilbert, all of those have that short name called Beto. Now, they have tried to m make this guy an appropriator. Oh, you're not Latino, so why are you going to call yourself Beto? Because that is how most of the people in the area would refer to him. Let me give you another thing. Have you ever heard them complain about Rafael Cruz being called Ted Cruz? Um, did he appropriate a uh, an Irish name or something like that? I don't think anybody mentioned that. And then they'll say, but his middle name is Edward. So Edward can be Ted. But wait a minute. You can't have it both ways. He likes to be called Ted, right? And that his name is Cruz, he probably think, hey, people may actually think that I am El, you know, Cruz as in C-R-U-I-S-E as opposed to C-R-U-Z, you know? So let's let's be cognizant of these uh, of these slant. And you know, there are others that are saying things like, well, he constantly runs from a whole for a whole lot of positions. In Texas, a state that is dominated by one party for over 20 years. You got to keep trying and trying till you break that glass, that glass ceiling. And I respect those who are willing to throw themselves into the lion's dens to do that, right? But anyhow, I want to speak about issues. Issues before we get into why you must vote. First of all, do realize that a vote, a non-vote, this is very important. A non-vote is equivalent. A non-vote is equivalent to you voting for the opposition. A non-vote in Texas right now is a vote saying, I don't want to have the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act and placed into, uh, into service of this state. I want to tell you guys something. Over 2,300 or so uh, uh, Texans die every year. Because a service that is available to all Texans, a service that all Texans are paying for right now, because of ideological, uh, because of ideological preferences, because of not having a soul, because of not caring for people, because of being unempathetic, the government in Texas refused to take the federal money that they have already donated to the federal government that should be coming back to Texas and not getting the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. And what does that really mean for Texans? It means that if you live in a rural area in Texas, if you are in Timbuktu, Texas, if you are north of Willis, Texas, if you are out there, and the reason I'm using Willis is because people can hear me here. If you are in Galveston, at the edges of Galveston, if you are in Pasadena, if you are in Channel View, if you are in all these places without insurance, and you are, and you are not in abject poverty, but you can't afford insurance, it means that you do without. It means that you have to scrape a dollar to get substandard healthcare. When right now there is an option for absolutely everybody out there in Texas to get good healthcare, if whoever is governor, whoever is governor decides that they will 
finally accept the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. And if they do that, every Texan has insurance. But you know what, folks? The people who claim to be pro-life, the people who claim that they believe in life, the people who say, we don't want to, to get rid of life, they, they will say no, no, no. So 2,000, over 2,300 Texans die because they cannot get the health care that they want. I'm telling you, folks, a vote, a non-vote, or an inappropriate vote is voting to kill some of your fellow Texans. Please remember that. Let's go further. Over 700 Texans died because we as Texans, we refuse to go ahead and apply and put ourselves on a national grid. Stuart, come on in. You're hot. Stuart, come on in. Let, hey, I'm here. Yeah, okay. Can you hear me? Here we go. Go ahead. Great. Hey, Alberto, just a couple of things I wanted to mention to the listeners. Um, the first is you can vote early until Friday. That's mm -hmm. the end of early balloting. And then also, if you need the sample ballot, um, I went this morning to harrisvotes.com and was able to, to download the sample ballot for my particular location. And what I found was that I put in my name and address and it couldn't find me. So what? I pulled out my voter registration card and put in my VUID number and found the record that way. So just a tip for listeners, if you want to download the sample ballot, they are available, harrisvotes.com. But the way that I found it was using that VUID card or number on my voter ID card. I was able to pull up and print out the sample ballot. It's six pages. There are lots of races. There are propositions. And so I'm going to spend the next day or two reviewing and studying that and making my choices. And uh, we'll probably vote next Tuesday. But I wanted just to let everybody know that. That is such very important information. HarrisVotes.org, correct? It's either. I, I actually went to HarrisVotes.com and that worked as well. Okay, great, great. I, look, I appreciate that story. Anything else you want to say before we go? No, that's it. Great show. Thanks, Egberto. Thank you very much, folks. Thank you very much, Stuart. You're a great guy. Hey, folks, the number is 713-526-5738. 713-526-5738. Please give us a call if you want to be on air, if you want to tell us anything, if you want us to change the subject, if you want to, if you want to say your piece, 713-526-5738. Whether you're in Texas or outside of Texas, feel free to call 713-526-5738. Okay, uh, going back to the subject. so. Here, here's the the very important issue that I wanted to. It, your your vote, your vote matters, and what we have too often are people who get apathetic and say, you know, I am not getting all the things that I want, and because I didn't get all of the things that I want, look, I'm simply not going to vote. Let me tell you something, folks. Uh, let me tell you this. Do you realize? And this is very important. Do you realize that those people who decided to take a woman's rights away, her right to her body, her right to control who she is, do you realize that they spent 50 years, 50 years, they were consistent, 
because they knew that most Americans didn't want this, but they knew that eventually Americans would get sufficiently apathetic that they would not support, that they would not engage to prevent all that has happened. That's how we got Donald Trump as president. That's how we got the likely most incompetent person as president. I mean, if, if, if he was not a very rich guy, I won't call him a billionaire. We would have never gotten that. Greg, come on in. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and get Greg in. Well, I, I guess I'll wait till it turns red before I call him in. But that is how okay, we got him in. Greg, come on in. Hello. Yes, you're hot, Greg. Hi. Uh, yeah, I was just trying to find out. I heard on the news one morning that they had like a, 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 a slip, a paper you could print out. They would tell you all the people and the, 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 uh, all the candidates that you could vote for. Yes. And and, uh, and then I also heard that, you know, we're Harris County. There's a blue coos and blue coos of, of. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, so I didn't, I didn't know much about that. I was well, I'm glad that you up. asked that, Greg, because guess what? Just before you called. Stuart called and Stuart wanted to make sure that we told everybody right now, if you want to look at the ballot before you go in to vote, you can go to harrisvotes.org or harrisvotes.com, whichever one it's, it goes to the same website and put in your street address and zip code and it will give you your ballot that's particular to your address. Now, he said he ran into some issues. And uh, if you look at your voter registration card, there's also a VUID. There's an ID for every voter. If it doesn't pull your uh, pull it up with your address, it will pull it up with your voter ID. So you, okay. So go to harrisvotes.org, and you can then do it. Okay. Man, thank you. That's what I needed to know. Great. Anything else that you'd like to add, Greg? Before you go. Well, do, do you know like? Uh, how do you have any idea like how many in, in my how, how large is the, is the ballot? I, I don't know how large yours is going to be. Mine is pretty large, about a, about a, a hundred or so um, people on the ballot, more than a hundred, as I recall. But let me tell you, it's quick. Uh, my wife went out and she voted and she said in as much as it was a whole lot of people to vote for. And a whole uh, about two or three propositions, I believe, uh, for our address. She said it went pretty quickly, and there there was ample number of machines in the location. She went to the location in Kingwood. There's a location mm -hmm. in Humble. There's a location throughout within the inner loop. There there are a lot of places. The the one great thing is when my friend uh, 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 Diane Trotman, when she took over the the county, um, when it was still under the county clerk. She revamped the entire voting system in uh, Harris County to make it a lot simpler. And that when, when it moved over to an independent organizations that handle or votes, uh, they took most of that system. Of course, uh, the government in Austin has been trying to make it very difficult by, chain, by removing 24-hour voting and several other options, uh, voting in, in by drive-up voting. They removed all those great things that were implemented since Diane Trotman and, and the, um, I don't remember the name of the um, young man who also worked on it, but um, it's still easy to go park and go in there and vote. There are a lot of machines. So I'm urging everybody to go vote. A non-vote is a vote to on the other side. When I say on the other side, I mean a vote that you don't want. Anything else, Greg? 
No, no, I'm glad you got you. Uh, you're motivating people to get out there, including me. And uh, and uh, you know, I'm just trying to see how long it's going to take me because uh, you know, it, I don't want. I'm just curious. My question was like, man, how long am I going to have to be there? Let me tell and you, so don't, glad let, let me just tell you, it's not going to be long. Once you get there, especially, uh, let me tell you, uh, personally, I, I know how I'm voting already. There's not much. I think right now there's a particular party that's a clear and present danger to America. So therefore, I don't have to, I, there's not much thinking in the way I have to vote this year. I am. A, I think very diligently on voting and I have never been a straight ticket voter per se. This year, I will be a straight ticket voter because I think one party is actually very dangerous to the country. So uh, if, if, if you feel that way, I imagine you'd be doing the same thing as well. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I don't know that we're in the same party. We're not going to discuss that. We won't but, discuss that. Uh, I'm on air, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> no, sir. I'm not going there, but uh, I'm uh, I'm. Yeah, I'm with you when you're saying this year if there's a straight party vote. It's I'm straight, but totally but but, but I need to tell everybody, where they also removed straight party voting because straight party voting meant that a lot of people wouldn't have to go through the trouble and hit the the person they want to support. On yes, Everest. sir. I had to go through that, and I ain't doing that. That right. straight party vote, I was totally against that. I right. want to pick who I want to pick. Right. So now you can go down and you're now forced to go down and pick. There are some people who just do straight party voting. Right. I, I never did. I always I had I had friends. I had good friends that were good people in the other party that I supported. OK. And uh, to, to this day, there, there's a friend of mine that that I went out with and I said, you know, I, I like you uh, and I don't think you are crazy like these others. But because of I think that the, the party itself is a clear and present danger. This year, I simply cannot vote for you. I, you know, and, and they understood where I was coming from, you know. So what I'm saying is go out there, folks. Everybody needs to go out there and vote. Make your voice heard. It is our responsibility. I'm originally from Central America. I will never, ever, if I have breath and I can move, not vote. There are too many people who pay too much of a high price. But not only that, I have a daughter. I have a daughter who's had two strokes. I understand that if we don't get the kind of policies in this country that supports everybody, that it means if you have bad luck in your health, even if you're a healthy liver, if you have bad luck, that you're relegated to second class citizen because it, 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 it is becoming an immoral country with no compassion or empathy for anyone. We just won't. I just won't support that as as a person. And I know you won't. Well, I'm one of the victims because I'm <clears throat> I'm a contractor. Yes. And I, I'm, you can't get any good help anymore. So right. I'm self so I've, I've always worked for me. I've right. always been worked for me, but I can't get insurance. Because I don't make, I make too much to get. For you the, make too the, much to get, but you don't make enough. You make you you make too much to get Medicaid, but you make not enough to buy the, what insurance costs right now. Yes, sir. Exactly. Yes. And, and, and let so me tell you how I you solve that. Let me tell you, there there Medicaid expansion. Any any anybody who says I support the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act means the following: you. In your position, who cannot, who is not poor but cannot afford health insurance? Guess what, Greg? If you vote appropriately, 
now you will be able to afford health insurance and now you will be able to go to your doctor. Now you will be able to get health care. I cannot understand why folks are running the risk not to do that because of somebody wants to throw guns on the market. Unlimited guns. I, I mean, we're, we have to forget about ideology and start thinking for our families, for our, our loved ones, for our friends, for our state, for the darn country. Anyway. Yeah, it doesn't like uh, we're thinking too family-like anymore, that's for sure. We got to get back. But you know what, man? We, we got to get back there, boy. We're going to get back there, man. We're going to get back there. Anyway, thank you so kindly for calling, Greg. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. You have a wonderful day. Anyway, folks, so uh, let me tell you, you know, over and, and, and we're talking we're talking this election right now, folks. Um, how many years have we had a particular sect in Congress in our in our state legislature that that have been supported for so long by all those people work hardworking farmers, hardworking cattle folk? All the way in the different the different areas in desolated areas in our state, people that love the big land and love their freedom, yet have no health freedom. How many hospitals in Yokum, Texas, and all these other state or these other rural counties have closed? How many? A lot of these hospitals have closed. You know why? Because Texas, the legislature in Texas, decided. We are not going to take the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. We are not going to do that because we don't believe in government health care, which isn't government health care. It's just how it's going to be paid for, right? Um, people, we have to start using our minds. We have to start caring about our fellow man. We have to start doing things the way they should be done. Every other country on this planet, every other industrialized country on this planet, countries that, that have the, the same freedoms that we have. But you know what's the difference? They care about their folks. Denmark. Denmark is a, is a strong, a little country with a Big industrial sector, windmills, and all these things they export, but they support their own. Nobody goes without. Nobody goes without health care. They're always, they've always been humane. France, England, uh, Canada, even though Canada, I, I, I wish was a bit more complete in their health care system with regards to drugs and other features, but again, even their drugs are a fraction of what. We pay here in the United States. Now, uh, so if you're, if you're, if you're going to vote, you, this, these are the things that you're voting on. Let's talk about the border. Everybody likes to complain about the border right up near an election time. All those funny brown people are coming over the border, invading the country. And you know what's happening in our fields? There are a lot of those folks who want to come over here not to invade the country, not to conquer the country, but to work. We're talking about inflation. Inflation is high. Why is inflation high? They'll tell you, oh, we have labor problems. We're having supply chain problem. Of course, half of the inflation problem is caused by corporate greed. In other words, corporations say, hey, you know, we had a supply chain problem. We can use that as an excuse to increase the prices. So 
the great congresswoman from California did attest. She didn't. She she went ahead and got these very smart economists to figure out why are prices going up. And you know what she found out? She found out that all else being equal, did we have a supply chain problem? Yes. Did we have a shortage of employees in some areas? Yes. Did we have a COVID problem that created shutdowns in factories overseas? Yes. Okay. Factor all those negatives in. What percentage of inflation rate is caused? Do those things cause? 4.4%. In other words, our inflation rate would be a moderate 4%, not the 2% that we would want, but a moderate 4%. Is what our inflation rate should be. But the corporations, benefactors of you know what party says, actually, let's say it. The corporations, benefactors of the Republican Party, oil companies, etc., they said, whoa, these prices are going up. So what are we gonna do? We're gonna tack on a, we're gonna double what inflation rate should really be. So now you are socked with. 8.2% inflation instead of 4% inflation. And then you get you get all those folks on the market saying, that's Biden inflation. That's Biden inflation. Look at what he's doing. Look at how they're destroying the market. They are hoodwinking you and you are, and, and they hope that you would actually go vote for those folks who have allowed the inflation rate to go up. And when we talk about supply chain problem, folks, remember, had we not offshore the amount of a manufacturing that we offshored, in other words, made in, in Taiwan, made in Vietnam, made in all these other places, had we done more locally, we would not have had those offshoring issues. So that inflation rate is directly res- a responsibility of those who passed those laws that made it easy to get tax breaks to take your businesses overseas, screwing the same people who, because they don't know are voting for you. So folks, I ask you, when you are going to the ballot box, don't go on some sort of ideological, I am a conservative and therefore I vote. Conservative mean taking care of home. Liberal mean taking care of home. All of them mean taking care of home. What That which def- defines conservative and progressive, as you're going to see listening to this show often, you'll find out how little it really is. But you know what is necessary for our economic system to survive? We have to have you guys fighting against each other. Because if you start talking to each other, all the things that I'm talking about here, you're going to say, um, wow, I believe that whether you're conservative or progressive. Whether you're, whether you're anarchist or not, you're going to say, hey, I believe that. That's what I want for my family. 713-526-5738. Guys, give us a call. Do you agree? Do you want to hear your, do you want to put your two cents in? This is important stuff, folks. We're about, we're about to make a very important decision for the direction of this country. Not, the, not only the direction of Texas but the direction of this country, because the sum total of all the representatives that get elected will decide policy, not just for the country, but specifically for Texas. And if you have a disabled child, if you have a child going to college, if you are about to go into retirement, 
if you're about to, if you want to live a life worth living, where you don't have to work till your fingers bleed, if you want to have a life, your vote matters. 713-526-5738. Give us a call if you're interested in speaking on this issue. Please don't wait till the real end of the program where I then have to cut you off early. If you're thinking that you want to hear something or you want me to say something, give us a call now. 713-526-5738. 713-526-5738. Sandra Mullen says, that is too true. We just roll over and think it's inevitable and we can't do anything about it. No, nothing anything, nothing is inevitable. Look, we still have the power in America. We still have a, a functional democracy in America. There are a lot of election deniers getting votes right now that are running right now who say the following. They say, we want, after an election occurs, We have this with Kerry Lake in Arizona, says after an election occurs, we want to be able to say if we agree with what the voters say, and we want to be able to overturn that vote. And guess who's going to make a decision on whether a legislature can overturn an election? The Supreme Court is going to take that up as well. Folks, we are messing right now with democracy. And it's not, it's not a conjecture right now. It's not a hyperbole right now. It is act, an actual fact because they're telling you. And, you know, for those, for those who are, let's say, Republican right now that says, well, you know, since my side is in power in 26 states, hey, no problem. I, I think I can agree with, you know, if the election doesn't go the way we want and since we're in control now, we can stay in control permanently because we can get the laws changed and we're in control. Remember, at some point, at some time, It's not going to be that way, and the shoe may be on the other foot. We need to maintain what we have, a democracy. We fought to change this country from an aristocracy, which many people don't want to believe, but back in 1789 when the Constitution was signed, given that 5% of the folk, only 5% of the folk could vote, you know, you had to be a landowner and, and a few other things, right? Since just a few people could vote, that's what we had. An aristocracy. We never said it. We always had the nice. We we always had nice words for our elective system here, but over the years we have been turning those nice words into reality. But those nice words are being rolled back. Your vote matters. So, folks, seven one three five two six five seven three eight. If you want to come in and say something, uh, uh, you hit the number two, and we can. Have a talk on air like we had earlier with Greg and and uh, Stuart. 713-526-573. Please don't wait till the end of the show and rush on in. And then it turns out that, oh, my God, uh, you're, you're rushing me off the phone. If you want to say something right now, I don't care if you're on the left, on the right, or anywhere. I want to hear your voice. Because what I tell you about politics done right going forward is politics done right does, in fact, belong to all our listeners. And at any time, you can call. At any time, you can call and say, I want to talk about this or ask a question. I want an answer for this. Because, again, politics done right belong to us all. KPFT, 
This is KPFT 90.1 FM Houston. Thank you guys for listening. We are back on air. We are back live. So, folks, don't don't waste your live show that you have the ability to have input in. So if you want to call, call 713-526-5738-713-526-5738. Okay. You know, it, it is funny because I was just repeating the number, right, from English to Spanish. And since I say it in English most of the times, it kind of rolls off the tongue. And when I was saying it in Spanish, I had to go ahead and say, oh, let me rush ahead and, and heal this. All right, folks, I want to make an announcement as well. All right. Um, uh, the Oh, there, Bill, bring Bill onto the line. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Bill, talk to me. Yeah, I was talking about, I, I want to follow up on that uh, Medicaid expansion in Texas. Yes. There's a reason why Abbott's not doing that, and that's what I would like to know. No, because no, there's. When they were put, mm-hmm. right, because when they were putting uh, drinking age of 21 across the United States, the federal government held the states at, at uh, basically at hijack. They said, you could have a different age, but if you do, you're going to lose your highway, uh, federal highway dollars. Right. So, so there's something that's tied to him not doing that, which is what I would like to know. Actually, there's nothing that ties him not to do that other than ideology. Here's the, the thing. Okay. Uh, the, 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 the conservatives believe that we start with Medicaid expansion to the affordable care and I wrote a blog about 10 years ago. And in that blog, I said, uh, the, the, the Affordable Care Act was just the first step towards Medicare for all. Okay. And, you know, if you take a look at how it was constructed, it is easy to see that that is what it was going to devolve into. And why was it going to devolve into that is because there is no way. And Bill, and I want, I want you to take what I'm going to say objectively here. It is impossible for private health insurance to be more competitive than a single-payer system, whether run by the government or one nonprofit system. And the reason why is that you have to pay all these CEOs, you have to pay all these CFOs, you have to have an advertising budget. If you take a look at what goes on with private healthcare right now, with um, with with um, the private healthcare, with Medicare Advantage, which is nothing more than Medicare done by the private sector. They're spent, look, think about all the commercials you see on TV right now. That's millions of dollars you're seeing on TV, and that's not their money, that's your money that they're paying to get you for a substandard product. So health insurance run by the private sector is a joke. It cannot. It's mathematically impossible to be more efficient than a single payer system. Again, whether administered by the government or not, it's just a mathematical impossibility, and that is what scares conservative politicians. It means that all the people that are paying them off—the healthcare industry, the insurance industry—they already see the writing on the wall. So what you do is you keep a lot of people in pain. Because you don't want that to cauterize. When people see they have health care, they can never go back. And so honestly speaking, the, the only reason they're doing that bill is because they can and they don't want a medical system where there's a single payer system where they're, they, they've lost all those donations, all that money. And, you know, politicians come pretty damn cheap. All those donations that they get from those guys who are making and racking up millions or billions, actually, it's, it's no longer there. It dries up, you know, and, and, and that's the real reason. So they rather kill 2,200, 2,300 Texans every year 
than to have that. But it's actually more than that dying because, you know, you have all these other diseases that take a while to cauterize, and that's what's going to happen, Bill. Anything else, Bill? Okay. No, that's it. Yeah, so, so I'm saying, anybody voting, and, and I want you to hear this too, Bill, anybody who votes doesn't vote. They're voting. Uh, they are voting. They're voting to ensure that 2,300 Texans definitely die because they don't have health care. Right. Uh, I've already voted, voted, and I'm voting, and then I'm voting for a change in this state. Great. What what change do you want, sir? <laughs> From mostly the legislation. Great, great. Well, you you keep up the faith, and you make sure, and don't only vote for yourself. Go ahead, and you tell right. your other folk that even those that are apathetic right now, it is imperative that we go out yeah. there and vote and make a change. I mean, my my vote for myself was also my vote for the for the state of Texas. Thank you, my brother. You have a wonderful day. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Hey, uh, William, what's up? Oops, here we go. I think we're coming in. William? All right, William, talk to me. Hello? Yeah, turn the radio down, William. Yeah, it's down. Go ahead, sir. Okay, uh, do you, uh, you know who uh, uh, Buckminster Fuller is? No, who is what? that? We can still hear the radio, sir. He's he's the guy that that um, designed the geodesic dome. Okay. <laughs> and he did a world game. You know, if you go to a factory, they have big sheets running down the assembly line, and and the part that you're supposed to install has got an X in a spot where you know which part to put on. Right. Well, he had the world game for the different countries that could, you know, feed the world. Right and what they should be able to harvest and all that. Okay. Plus, he designed a uh, a car that was a station, a three-wheeled station wagon. That could fly. I got thir- 36 miles to the gallon. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, uh, when I moved to uh, Houston in 94, the guy... This is a guy that tried to help me because I had bit off a lot of stuff I was trying to do. I, I wrote an investment br- primer for uh, the entire uh, world of billiards, you know, pool and all that. Yeah. And I was on how to start a, a, a profit sharing union and all this other stuff. And see, for the 15 years prior to me knowing this individual, he was a uh, full-time operative with the CIA. And for the 15 years that I did know him, he was a part-time operative. And he had the only after-hours club in South L.A. where you could go and play pool, you know, on the weekend. My friend, uh, uh, yeah. since we're coming close to the hour, could you tell me what, what we're trying to get to here? Well, the point is, is that, you know, uh, when, when Buckminster Fuller designed this three-world station wagon, he got... He got shunned by the big four, right, at the time. Mm-hmm. And he didn't talk for two years. And that's what he said to me when I, because I, I, the reason I moved to Houston is because I, I, all this crap had happened to me, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, Buckminster Filler didn't talk for two years after he had a bad time. And I said, I'm not Buckminster Fuller. <laughs> You get it? Yes, I yes, I got you. I got you. Hello? Anyway, my friend, look, thank you very much for your, your call. And let me just, I want to do, uh, we'll talk another time. I want to kind of expand on something that uh, you did say, though. And that is, um, in, in America, 
in America, here's what happens, okay? And this happens all of the times. Uh, there are, I, I, you know, William, William made me think of something here that I want to say. And this is sort of off topic a bit. But I, since it came up, I want to put it out there. Um, a, lot of, a, a lot of people have been indoctrinated into believing that we need to have these multi-billionaires like uh, Bezos or, or uh, what's the guy who just took over Twitter? Um, I can't remember. So what is his name? You remember the guy who took over Twitter? Uh, Elon Musk. Musk. A lot of people think those guys are a necessary evil for us to have innovation in this country, right? And a lot of people just take it at face value that the reason we have these multi-billionaires is that they're the ones who are stewards of, the, of this uh, economic system to make things innovative and make things happen. And it's the biggest lie. And, you know, no, but people just accept that on, on face value. I want to remind everybody of something. Jeff Bezos is a multi-billionaire. Jeff Bezos likely could not program any of the computers that actually makes are the robots that makes his company successful. All the design of these robots and all this engineering went to salaried people. People on salaries, professors, students created these things for cheap, on the cheap. And these guys who control our economic system see something that was created for cheap and says, let me buy that, capitalize that, and make a bunch of money off of it. And then when you try to tax them on all that money that they pretty much got from taking somebody else's idea and maximizing it, when you try to tax them, they said, well, if you tax us, you're going to stifle innovation. People. We have, start, we have got to stop being gullible. The innovation happened before they created the capitalization of the products. Here's what I'm saying. The great drugs that you see in existence today, they were created on the cheap by people who, had, who were innovative. All right? Innovation occurs every day. What William spoke about, a three-wheel car that got 36 miles to the gallon and all that good stuff. There is a lot of innovation out there that never sees the day of life because somebody that, uh, you know, they don't have the capital to put it together, right? And the way our economic system works, you have got to be invited to actually be successful. You know, I created some software a lot of software. And when I was, when, when, you know, I had my company, I could say, oh, I did all of this on my own BS. I didn't do all of this on my own. You know what happened? The folks at Texas invested in great schools. And in those great schools, we got great education. And after we paid for and got that great education, some corporations gobbled you up. You made money for the shareholders and the executives of that corporation. And when you ask them to pay taxes to get the next generation of engineers, they say, hell no, let them take out a loan from another corporation to go ahead and get educated so I can use them again and make a whole lot of money. When you understand that the economic system is a fraud, and you'll hear me give this narrative over and over again, because again, with every new listener that we got coming into this system, I so need folks to just think on their own and not think on the indoctrinative nature that they've been on for so, so, so long. 
We have got to think for ourselves. We have got to realize, I know so many smart people around this country that have created things that will never see the time of day. You know, I wrote in, in one of my books where I said, uh, you know, when you go to Amazon and there's this stuff called one click, right? Uh, back, back in the 80s, I think it was, or late, early 90s, I think it was a little, I think it was the early 90s. I think it was, a, I don't remember what it was, but I did a patent search because I was going to go ahead and create this software. And I didn't think you needed a patent search for software because everybody writes software, right? And I wanted to do this shopping cart. And I realized that Jeff Bezos, Amazon guy, he went ahead and he patented one click. I could not create a cart using one click because Jeff Bezos patented something that everybody uses. Click and you buy something. When I tell you this system and the patent system and the way we all run is so corrupt and why we have to take back control of our economy and it starts by voting. These are the things that I mean. You know why? You know, they don't want you to think critically. They don't want you to do all. They want you to just be fed information. And some people are susceptible to being fed just any piece of information. And they accept it if it appears on TV. Well, I ask you, don't just accept what you hear on KPFT 90.1 FM uh, from Politics Done Right. Don't only accept that. Look it up. Everything that I say, I, I welcome. I welcome folks to double check what the, the, the information that I'm providing here. I welcome that you'll go ahead and say, you know what, Egberto, I want to real, I want to know if the things that you talk about is real. And what you're gonna find out, it, it is, it is. And by the way, you can actually see I, I write every day, every single day of the week. I write several blogs on several of these issues, trying to put it in that space so that people can understand the, the, what, what's going on in our economy, in our politics, in our international relations, etc. Of course, you can find that at egbertowillies.com or you can go to politicsdoneright.com. Either one of those, you can get from one place to the other. I write most of my blogs as well on Medium. Check them out. We have to start taking control of our own lives. We have to start educating ourselves so that those who would mislead us into doing things against our interests can no longer do it. Great, in, great news happened this guess, last night. Last night, a fascist was defeated. Last night, a fascist got his hand handed to him because Lula da Silva won in Brazil. Lula da Silva overturned, uh, got rid of Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro, the thug. Bolsonaro, the Trump acolyte. Bolsonaro, the crook. Finally, got his butt handed to him. They threw, they threw Lula da Silva in, in jail. They did all these things trying to get move the country to the right. In other words, move the country to destroy the Amazon, move the country to take away the rights of the indigenous people, move the country to take away the rights of the poor, move the country to impoverish the many. So you know what? Guess who won? Lula da Silva is now going to be Luis Ignacio Lula da Silva will now be the president 
of Brazil. Something that that is upcoming. It should have they they should have never the left should have never lost Brazil, but they got rid of Dilma. I don't remember if you remember Dilma. Uh, I don't remember her last name right now. But who was the president after Lula da Silva was back in the early days, early few few years ago? But anyway, um, folks, seven one three five two six five seven three. We have about three minutes left. I'd love to just say hello. You know, seven one three five two six five seven three eight. Folks, it's time to vote. Every topic that I just covered today, every single topic that I covered today uh, gets better if you vote. Every single topic that I covered today is verifiable. Every single topic that we spoke about, I am not asking you to take it on faith. I'm asking you to check it out. I'm saying, don't believe what you've been indoctrinated for for decades. The reason why we can say what we say on KPFT 90.1 FM is because we are owed to nobody. We Nobody owns our voice. Nobody owns our worth. You are the only one responsible for what we say here. And I want you to know that this is your station. Throw Denny, just throw him on. He doesn't have to say, if, let's close him out with him. Just throw him on right now. Dennis, come on in right now. Just hit the red and let's go with Dennis. Okay, let's go. Dennis, come on in real quick. We, yes, we don't have okay. much time, Bill, sir. Bill, you ready? Yes. Dilma Rousseff. Dilma Rousseff. Thank you so kindly, yes, Dennis. I, I have the smartest Enjoy. listeners on the planet. Talk to me. Enjoying the show as usual. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much, Dennis. I appreciate your thought process, okay? All right. You know, I, I always tell people I've got great listeners, folks who are in the know. And you know what? Those who are not yet in the know will be in the know. And guess what? I will be further in the know because I've, I learn also from the people who call in, right? 7135. Oh, well, no, no, don't call anymore. Don't call anymore because we, we don't have any more time. We don't have any more time. But folks, let me tell you something, guys. I want you to go out there and vote. I want you to make sure and make those pollsters eat their words. I want to make sure that you tell them Americans have a brain. I want to make sure that you say no longer are we going to allow a corporatocracy, a plutocracy, an oligarchy to tell us what we should think, to let us vote against our own interests. I want you to understand that. So you can, once you start playing that music, uh, my friend from the, the Politics and Right Music, I'll know to go ahead and close myself out. But anyhow, you got folks, about 15 seconds now. Go ahead. Oh, well, thank you, man. I got 15 seconds, folks. Remember, next, on Wednesday, 713-526-573, I have a great guest on Wednesday. You guys are going to learn all the stuff about bond issues. But, you know, um, it, it, it's, you, you've been lied to on TV. All of them have been lying to you on TV. You're going to learn the truth. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right, and you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel. And number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know.
is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.